Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Let's stand this morning and celebrate the fact that the risen King is here and our King has come. Born in a manger, in a stable, but here and alive with us today. Amen. And the dark and 
Come on and give the Lord praise today. Lord, we praise you and we thank you that you have come. We thank you, Lord, that you came to be born of humble means so that you could relate to us. Deserving to be born in the greatest, most elaborate palace that was ever created. But you decided to be born in a stable. And so, God, we thank you today. We welcome the gift. We receive your gift, that gift of eternal life. That second verse, yeah, we do worship Jesus as the baby that was born in a manger, but go go and see that empty tomb. He's not there, for he is risen. Every heart prepare him room. Jesus Christ, the King of heaven. So, God, we come to you as the King of heaven, the creator of the universe, the Savior of the world, but the one who wants to be on the throne of our heart, wants to be our friend, wants to be our father, wants to be in relationship with us. So, God, we come in today declaring that we will adore you. No matter what the world says, no matter what our circumstances say, no matter what's happening in our lives, we choose to say at all times we will praise you. Psalm 34, 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. And bless His name. Sing together. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the way. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Oh, yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy.
Lord, we declare that today. We declare that there is no other God but you. We declare that there is no other that we put before you. Lord, in the good times and in the bad times, when our heart is heavy, in the lowest valley, the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is, I read a quote this weekend that said something to the effect of instead of worrying about trying to please an angry God who's sitting on a throne somewhere waiting to strike us down that what we should do is be comfortable coming to a loving Father who wants to extend grace to us He's already pleased with us We don't have to jump through any hoops to please Him. He's already pleased. We are His children. Now, we all have children who are, well, we may not all, but we've all experienced or seen children maybe not walking in the right direction. But God is still pleased, and He's still there. I've used this illustration in here a a number of times, I know, but it just bears repeating today that it doesn't matter how many steps away from God you take, the return journey is only one step. Because when you turn around and face that other direction and do that 180 and repent, you'll find that He's been walking behind you all the time, just waiting. Waiting for us to just fall into His arms not tremble in fear because we're going to get struck down but understanding that there's grace and love and mercy in his arms, in his eyes in his heart for all of us so no matter how many times no matter what we've done we can run back to the Father over and over again and he will open his arms and welcome us Thank you, Lord. I've carried a burden too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation. Let it all go. I see it now. I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again.
just a a dad who's waiting for his kids to come home. And no matter what we've done, the door is open. His arms are open. And if we can just think like children for a minute, because Jesus even said, talking about little children unless we come as little children how would your children come to you well over the week over this past week on Thanksgiving day my all, all of our family from Lancaster was down so my three-year-old grandson Arlo we were sitting down watching the parade or something uh, on television and he brought this book over and he just it didn't matter what I was doing. He threw the book up at me and just crawled up and sat in my lap. Like that's where he's supposed to sit. And quite frankly, that is where he's supposed to sit. Now, when we think of God as somebody like that, rather than somebody who's standing up there watching what we're doing and going, that's not who he is. Because love is not just something God does. Love is what He is. And He's always the same. It's always constant. It's always consistent. No matter what. So, I want you to think today, in this room, worshiping with us online, wherever you are, that the Father who's waiting for you to come... He's not this, but he's this. I don't know who needs to hear that today. Maybe it's just me. If it's just me, that's okay. But somebody today, I believe, online, in this room today, needs to know that that's who you're coming to when you come to the Father. So God... Help us to see that in our heart and in our mind today, that that's who you are. A loving God who wants to welcome us back, no matter where we've gone or where we've been or what we've done. Not that there's not discipline from time to time, 
Because, Lord, we all need your discipline and your correction to walk the right path. But, Lord, even your discipline and your correction is done in a loving way. And so we receive that from you today, Holy Spirit. And we pray, God, that you would continue to move among us, that you would continue to move among us in the moments that we have remaining today in this service. And, God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would touch us and that when we leave here today, that we would be different from when we came in. I'm going to invite Denise Kinnear to to join me on the platform today. Uh, After our prayer today, if you have kids that are going to kids' church, they can follow Denise and uh, go to their... Yes, ma'am. Oh, we have all kinds of people who are ready to serve in kids' ministry today. I love it. All right, so... We're going to pray over these guys and pray for Pastor Roger as he uh, is going to bring our message today. God, we thank you for those who uh, work in our kids' ministry. And we thank you for the the children that we have here today. We thank you for the children that you've entrusted to us as a body, as a fellowship. And so we pray today for these leaders. And we pray for our children that your anointing would flow through these leaders and into these children. And, uh, God, that that they would hear you uh, calling their name and that they would serve you all of their life pray for Pastor Roger in a few minutes as he comes to bring the message. And uh, God, we just ask you for your anointing and your blessing on him. In Jesus' name. And everybody said together, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. You can be seated. Good morning, everyone. Hopefully everyone had a good Thanksgiving and ate a lot of food. I know I did, and I brought food back home because I went to Florida, and I made sure to bring leftovers. So it was a nice Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone had a nice Thanksgiving, too. Again, welcome if you're in person. Again, welcome. If you are new here, before you leave the sanctuary, actually, once you leave the sanctuary, head out, go to the left, and you will see Connect Central, where you will receive a free gift and be able to see what is happening around Christ the Cornerstone. And of course, you get to see all our life groups and just a lot of other things and get to talk to someone from our pastoral staff. If you're online and you are new here, again, welcome. Make sure you click the New Here button at the top of your screen or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. And now for Connect Cards. So whether you're at your table at your seat, you will see a card that says Connect Card, which we would love for you to fill out so we know that you're here today. And, of course, you can write your prayer request because we are always praying for you here. And then same goes for all of you online. You can click the Connect Card button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. So now I'm finished. So let's take a couple minutes to see what is new in Christ the Cornerstone. Hey everyone, my name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and get you caught up. We are so blessed to have been a collection site again this year for Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. During collection week, we received a total of 2,142 shoeboxes with 193 of those coming from our own church family. Thank you so much for partnering with us in this ministry that reaches children all over the world. Our Thanksgiving turkey basket outreach brought a tremendous response again this year. Because of your generosity, 
we were able to bless 37 families in Newcastle County. Thank you to all who donated baskets as well as those who delivered them. We are so excited about our upcoming Christmas services. Our Bear Campus will host Christmas Eve services at 7 p.m. on December 23rd and 24th. Our Ellesmere Campus will host their Christmas Eve service on December 24th at 7 p.m. With Christmas on a Sunday this year, we have planned a special Christmas presentation that we filmed on location at the beautiful Thousand Acre Farm in Middletown. We want everyone to be able to dedicate the day to time spent with family. The program will air on our online campus on Christmas Day at 7, 9, and 11 a.m. and 7, 9, and 11 p.m. Our Ellsworth campus will have an in-person service at 11 a.m. on Christmas Day. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week. Great to see all of you here this morning. It's, you know, I, I, I show up, and I'm always so glad that you do too. Morning, Aiden. Thank you. <laughs> Take every opportunity to say hey to people. Uh, uh, Rebecca, who was just here on the platform, talked, uh, asked you to fill out one of the, the welcome cards, the Connect card. But on the welcome side, I just want to take a moment remind you that this card is important, not not just because it gets your name, but it reminds us every time what we do and how we do it. And we have three key words here, love, serve, and engage. They're right here on it. And it says love. Experience God's love through faith in Jesus Christ. Serve. Use your talents, your abilities, and your resources to serve God and others. And engage. Interact with our neighbors so that they will also experience God's life-changing Love, And I want to talk about that for just a minute. We know that several, uh, a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, they started building new homes right next to our land that, that we have uh, here, here at the church. And uh, we began praying, I began praying, and our elders began to pray, asking God, help us build connections with our new neighbors so that we can minister to them. And we noticed uh, the first group of, of, of residents who moved in, Many of them came from other countries, and many of those came from the country of India. And last week, we, uh, for Thanksgiving, we talked about it's a cultural thing, and we focused on the country of India in part because we want to learn something about our neighbors. And we began praying, God, how do we build connections with our neighbors? Well, it's amazing how God answers prayers. And yesterday, some, some uh, well, actually a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had some people from India coming, and I told you last week something unique about the Indian culture and how they express gratitude. And one of the things I said, they express gratitude. They don't just say thank you. In fact, they don't even have a word for thank you in their language. But they are expected to show gratitude, and they do it in part by returning favors. 
And so I, we have been asked if we would, we would allow a group of people from India, Christians, to come in and hold a service at our church on Friday, December 2nd. That's this coming Friday. And I got to know the people, and I said, yes, let's, let's do that. Well, for us, allowing them to hold services here, they've given us this beautiful picture. Because that's what, that's what they do. Of course, there's a picture of, of the nativity scene. But it shows their gratitude. And they, 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 there's a brother and sister team who will be preaching. They're evangelists from India. And they will be here. And I want to invite you this Friday night at 6.30. If you want to come and be part of that service with some of our neighbors and other people, they expect to have about 100 people or so here, uh, to, to, to share the good news of Jesus Christ to, uh, to anybody who comes. And so that you, I'm inviting all of you to come to that also. Uh, we're really just hosting the event, but uh, we're glad to do so. And it's part of God answering us. One of the things that that couple, the brother and sister who are from India, they, they, they stood here on the platform last night. They're in some other church this morning. But they stood here on the platform and told this story. That back in 2018, they had some friends that were looking for a, uh, a place to build a house. And in 2018, the opportunity came for them to purchase a plot of land right in our, our neighborhood. The house had not even yet been built. And this brother and sister, along with a few other friends, stood over there in the freezing cold and they prayed over that land and said, God, we're claiming this land for our friends. And as, as, as they stood there, and the, 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 the sister, who's the evangelist, felt God saying to her, and that church right over there, is going to be one of the places where you can worship. And yesterday they were here. And this Friday they're going to be here to worship. I see that as a powerful answer to God's prayer. So let's continue to be open to, to our neighborhoods, to our neighbors. You know, it, it's you. God, God, God didn't say open the church building. God says go. The church is to go to the neighborhoods. And so I thank you for being those kinds of neighbors in your neighborhood that you're willing to get to know your neighbors and share Jesus Christ with them. I want to share something else this morning. Uh, I, I, you've heard me talk about our, our council of lay elders. And on the tables this morning and on the ends of the, ends of the rows of chairs, there's this little card on one side that says, How the Church is Led at Christ the Cornerstone. And it describes... Uh, some of the, the expectations that we have of uh, the lay elders, the group of uh, lay persons who give leadership, the guidance to our congregation. And then on the back side is an opportunity for you to nominate someone. So I encourage you to take this card, pray about it. All of our lay elders have to have a sense of calling to do that work. And we don't want to be led by anything other than God's Holy Spirit. <laughs> and so all of our church elders have to have that kind of relationship with God. So here's some, some descriptions about the traits of, a, of an elder. I read out of the book, right out of the Bible. So if you, if, if you pray about this and say, God, who do you want to be on our council of lay elders? And if, and if you feel like somebody's, uh, God's laying somebody on your heart, please fill this out and, and drop it into the, uh, the baskets that are by the doors. Along with your offerings... And uh, we want to practice generosity in every way. And here's a scripture that reminds us that we can indeed trust in God for all things. And if we're trusting in God, who is the, 
what is it, the, the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills. Right, Pastor Vaughn? Is that the word? Owner? Is that the right word? <laughs> Creator, owner, whatever. Let's read this scripture together to remind ourselves that it is good and right to trust in God for all things. Let's read this together. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Do you trust that? Let's trust him in that. Let's pray together uh, as we uh, prepare to hear the message this morning. Gracious and loving God, we thank you that you, one, hear our prayers. You hear us. And, <laughs> and you gave us ears to hear you. Thank you, God, that you're, as Pastor Bill has said, you're not up there with your arms crossed, looking, scowling down at us as if to say, what are you doing now? But you look at your creation and you do ask the question, what are you doing now? And you're calling out to us in order that you can restore us to a right, good, healthy relationship to you. We trust you, Jesus. We come to you now thanking you for all that you've done for us. We share our needs with you. And we give ourselves to you and all that we have. Now, Holy Spirit, come and be present with us as we open up your word this morning. We listen to you. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Encourage and power and strengthen us to be who you want us to be. We ask this in the powerful name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Pastor Bill and our media team, uh, along with Lynn Poindexter, you watched the announcement video a few minutes ago, and they do a wonderful job uh, sharing important information to you. In other words, announcements. I remember being at a, at a camp that at one time, at any time anybody used the word announcement, it was, apparently it was a dirty word to say the word announcement, because whenever the word announcement was spoken from the platform, everybody would there would be announcements, announcements, announcements. And I guess it was their way of getting everybody's attention so that after that shouting, they would all be quiet and then they would listen to the announcements because announcements are important. But nobody likes to hear a long list of boring announcements. Remember in school, when school started, you Stood together, you said the Pledge of Allegiance, and then there's wah, 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 wah. And Charlie Brown has made that famous. I mean, who listens to the wah, wah, wah? The church, well, church bulletins are full of announcements. And so we've decided instead of having a long list of announcements, we, we pick the most important ones for this week and put them in a video that's not more than four minutes long. <laughs> And that's one of the you know, there some churches have everybody standing in line to give their own little announcement, and here's somebody there just they, you got you got and I and I've said to people you got 30 seconds to say your announcement, but they take 30 minutes to give their announcement, and then they got to have the story, just like my sermon right now. Don't say yup so loud like that. So here's some bloopers in church announcements. 
This announcement read, we have a nursery downstairs for parents who have children and don't know it. (laughs) If you don't know you have children, they're downstairs in the nursery. The ladies who attended last week's luncheon are grateful to the Reverend Eric Adams who spoke briefly, much to the delight of everyone. Remember to pray for the many who are sick of our church and community. Next Sunday is the family hayride and bonfire at the Fowler's Farm. Friends are welcome. Everyone comes come for a fun time. Please remember to bring your own hot dogs and guns. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the hot dogs. The peacemakers meeting is scheduled for today, has been canceled due to a conflict. Today's message is titled, Jesus Walks on Water. Tonight's message will be titled, Searching for Jesus. (laughs) It's important to pay attention, but you've got to make sure that the message is accurate in the announcements that you give. God communicates to us frequently. God is constantly giving messages to us. Why? Because as Pastor Bill and I have already said this morning, God is searching for you. God wants a relationship with you. So God communicates us in a variety of ways. One of them is Scripture, of course. And we have to trust that when we read Scripture, it is God who is speaking to us. God communicates to us through prayer. We talk to God in our prayer times. We have to learn how to listen to God. And that's a skill that is learned. And I'm still learning it. And I hope you are too. The counsel of trusted and faithful friends is an important way that God also speaks to us. And I, and I pray that as part of Christ the Cornerstone's ministry, you're not here alone, but you are here and you have at least a handful of people, at least five, of trusted people in the church who you can go to when you need some counsel, when you need help. And the truth is, if you don't, if you don't take initiative to find that handful of people in any church that you're part of, you're not going to stay in that church for very long. That's the truth. And so people who people who go to this church, nah, 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 go to this church, nah, 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 this church, they're never going to settle in a church. It's, they're never going to find the church that is that is helping them grow because they're not willing to be the church that is willing to help others grow. You've got to create that 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 connection with other people. And we've got people here, everybody. If you don't know here how to do that, go to the Welcome Center. Talk with Pastor Vaughn. Talk with Chrissy Carroll. How do I get connected with other people? We counsel of trusted friends is an important way to listen to God. And then at other times, God sends special messengers to guide us. So as we turn the corner from Thanksgiving and we're, we're, we're walking away some, in some way from our series that we're, we're just leaving called Greater Things, and this series is simply called Angels because I couldn't come up with another <laughs> more career. On the way home last night, 
I said to Carolyn in the car, oh, here's what we could have used. Angels on high. Angels on high. Well, and I thought, well, no, well, well, what does that say as a, as a title for a series? Angels on high. Well, it comes from the song, Christmas song, right? We hear the angels on high. Well, I can't remember. Angels we have heard on high. Well, what's high? <laughs> I got pulling it apart and said, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, just angels. Talking about angels as we come towards Christmas. How does God use angels? What are angels? What, what are the angels around the Christmas story? Where do angels show up in Scripture? There are only two angels in Scripture who have names, specific names, Gabriel and Michael. What about all the other angels? Who are they? What are they doing? We're going to look at some of these things and see how God is inspiring us, leading us, guiding us. And Luke 1, chapter 1, gives us two appearances of the same Angel, and I'd like us to go go to Luke chapter one verses. Uh, I'm going to start reading with verse eight, but on the screen we've got I think we've got verse eleven, uh, starting with there. But you'll catch up. And in in this part of the scripture, there's a, there's an old man named Zechariah. He is a priest in the in the Jewish temple, and he's he's part of that group of priests, the family, the descendants of Aaron, who have the responsibility to be the priests serving in the temple. And there are so many of them, they take turns, and there's so many things that they have to do. Well, this particular week, it was Zechariah's turn to go into the temple and burn the incense in worship of God. So Luke chapter 1, verse 8 says, One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. And as was custom for the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and to burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. Now notice what the crowd, what the worshipers were doing while the priest is inside alone burning incense. They are praying. Now there were certain things that that the priest was supposed to do. And if the priest did not do those things that he was supposed to do, God could strike him down dead. And there are times when they went into the Holy of Holies, they would actually tie a rope around the priest's ankle that in case he did something wrong and he died in the Holy of Holies, they could drag his body back out. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't put a rope on my leg so you can drag me off platform. When you're ready. But I think it's interesting that the people who gathered to worship were praying. We don't, we don't, we don't pray enough. And we need to work on that. Now, however much you pray, and it's possible that many of you pray more than I do. Now, I'm not saying I don't pray. I pray often throughout the day. <laughs> Anyway, verse 11 says, While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. Now, what was Zechariah's prayer? Obviously, it was that he could have a son. But Zechariah is very old. We're going to learn that. 
And the, the angel said, you'll have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Why? Because he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. What did I say earlier? God's desire is that we have a relationship with him. So God's plan for all of humanity is to pursue humanity. And this is part of God's plan. So that many Israelites will turn to their God. He will be a man with the spirit and the power of Elijah. And he will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of their fathers to their children. Does that give you an indication of what might be happening in their society? Or what might be the the normal relationship between a father and his son? Parent and child? Even in our culture today, the hearts of the fathers need to be turned toward the children. And, and, and this is part of God's pursuing His people to turn the hearts of the fathers toward their children. You will change the world. <laughs> turn the hearts of the fathers towards their children. God is on the move. And He will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Rebellious ones reject Godly wisdom. But God will cause through His people those who are rebellious to say, okay, I'm going to trust God's wisdom. The world will change. Zechariah is overwhelmed. He says in verse 18, he says to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also along in years. Now, the angel has not yet identified himself, but look at the next phrase. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. <laughs> I, I, I put a little interpretation in that as, as, I, as I said that, didn't I? But, but why are the first words, how, do I, how can I be sure that this will happen? The response is, I'm Gabriel. Now, this is one thing about angels, and we'll get to this later. Angels are messengers of and from God. The word angel is the Greek word that literally means messenger. And so I don't know in the English language why we didn't translate the word from the Greek into the English word messenger. Why did we keep it angel? Because that's the, the angel is the Greek word. That's how you pronounce the Greek word, angel. But we have, but we have changed, we have, we have kept it so that it sounds like the Greek word and we've filled it with another meaning that says, oh, this, this, this person with wings and what? A, no, 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 no. It's a person who is sent by God with a message that you must hear. The angel is not important. The message is important. And I am Gabriel, therefore I have been sent by God to give you a message. I stand, Gabriel says, in the very presence of God. And it was He who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said... 
You will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. God's word comes true. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, and they were wondering, why is it taking so long? Remember what I said about the rope around the ankle? They're beginning to get worried. And now their prayers are changing. Oh God, what has happened to Zechariah? And when he finally did come out, he couldn't speak. Can you imagine seeing him come out? They didn't have to pull the rope. He walks out, dumbfounded. What? what? <laughs> What's this? So finally they figure out that he can't walk, can't talk. They realize from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. <laughs> what did he do? I don't know. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home soon after his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she explained. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't know that this this was a fulfillment of the word from the angel that God had given to her husband because he couldn't tell her because he didn't believe that it would happen. And in the sixth month, Oh, how kind the Lord is, she exclaimed, verse 25. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. Same angel. To a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Now we always laugh. Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And she was also confused and disturbed. And Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And the angel said, Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? Last night I realized that these two, Zechariah and Mary, ask similar questions, but they get very different responses. <laughs> but, but I did notice that, that Zechariah's question was, how can I be sure this will happen? Mary doesn't have that be sure in there. She has the assumption that it will happen. She just doesn't understand how. And so... The angel replies, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born holy and be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the Word of God will never fail. The Word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I love Mary's response. May it be so with my life, as you have said. Are you willing to put yourself in that kind of willingness attitude? God, have your way with my life. Trust that what God leads you to do, according to God's plan and purposes, 
God will make happen, and you can trust God to do it. And then the angel left her. As I've said, the word angel literally means messenger. So I don't understand why why we're still using the word angel. We should be using the word messenger. Because that's what it means. But we get churchy. And we like the word angel better than the word messenger. (laughs) They are spiritual beings that take a physical form, at least one which is visible to the human eye, because they bring messages from God to humans, as we will see. Angels are spiritual beings created by God to serve God. And angels have a will. Angels have a will. And they can choose to follow God's instructions or to rebel against God. And here's what one of my dictionaries said about bad angels, angels that are rebellious against God. It says, bad angels consist of the devil and his angels. Their habitation was they lived for some time in heaven. But proving unfaithful to the task that God has given to them, they were driven out of heaven down to earth by the holy angels. Revelation 12, verse 7 and following talks about that. The rebellion of the angels took place before the creation of humanity. And the old serpent with Adam and Eve caused Adam and Eve to sin in the Garden of Eden. And out of the group of degenerate angels, Satan emerged as chief of evil and wickedness. The Pharisees called Satan Beelzebul, prince of demons. Matthew twelve twenty four. Jesus said that the devil was a murderer, a liar, and the father of lies. John eight forty four. Paul said that Christians are contending against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places in Ephesians chapter 5. And then bad angels will in the end be cast into the eternal fire prepared for, his, for the devil and his angels, his messengers also. Matthew twenty five forty one. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, we read these words that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation because through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. Through Christ, God made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. All created by God. Everything was created through Him and for Him. So angels created by God to serve God. And those who reject God's will and sovereignty, likewise, surrender themselves to the service of evil instead of the service of the Holy One. They're real. In our world today, we need to hear good news, right? And, and, and most every culture on this earth understands that at some level that there are things that we don't know, things we don't understand, things we can't grasp. But there they are. We need somebody to communicate to us things we don't understand. In other words, we need messengers. 
from God to us. In our world, we hear many mixed messages about good and bad, truth and falsehood, right and wrong. And we need to hear clearly from the Creator. We need messengers. And the point of the messengers, I've already said, is not the messenger. The point is the message. Don't get hung up on the messenger. <laughs> hear the message. The message, the messenger is only the servant of both the sender and also the recipient. A, a message service that you hire, you've got a document that has to get from your office to another, you hire a messenger service. And that, that messenger's job is to deliver something from your possession into the possession of the recipient. And if that messenger doesn't fulfill both sides of that, the messenger's task is not finished and the messenger's purpose is not fulfilled. It's not about the messenger. It's about the message. Are you listening to the message? Being a messenger, then, is a critical task in fulfilling what God wants us to do. The messenger's purpose is first to serve God the sender by carrying the message. In other words, God cares enough for me and you that we must hear a message. God has created beings outside of our own creation to assist in His communication with us. And God, because God desires fellowship with us, and angels, messengers, are part of God's creation to help us stay connected and get connected with God. We, you, are that important that God has created. He didn't hire a message service. God created the message service. God created UPS. God created Fed, no, 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 the, the heavenly FedEx. The heavenly postal service. <laughs> no, we'll stop there. Refrain from jokes. We have an alarm system in this building because at times a message must get out. Remember in November, last November, we heard from Jessica Wynn. Uh, she's a, a student at Liberty University working on a master's degree. She's doing an internship with us. And in November, was uh, she asked if she could present something about domestic violence. And she stood here and she, she said that when I was experiencing domestic violence in my home. I needed help. I needed somebody to come and, and help me. And I would make all the noise I could make in order to get my neighbor's attention. And my neighbor didn't come. I was trying to get a message out and it wouldn't go. God, as Pastor Bill has very well said, is looking at all of us, not to judge us or to condemn us, but to say to us, I love you. Come. Trust me. Follow me. And that message has got to get out. Likewise, God may be sending messengers at times in our lives to make a lot of noise, <laughs> to get our attention. But the point is not the messenger. 
The point is the message. The messenger's second priority is to deliver that message. And we live in a world desperate to hear good news. I think it's a a verse from Isaiah that says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the one who brings good news. They used to sing a song that had that phrase in it. Great worship song. It's a great verse. Good news. The one who brings the message. God loves us. God is coming. God sent His Son, Jesus, to be the sacrifice for our rebellion against God. And because of Jesus, God forgives all people. All sin. (laughs) We don't have to carry that guilt. Thank you, Jesus. And that restores a right and good relationship. And God gives us His Holy Spirit. So now, we don't need the messengers anymore. We've got God. Like Gabriel said, when when Zechariah said, how do I know this is going to happen? Gabriel said, I am God's messenger. I stand in the presence of God. You can stand. And as we worship God, we stand in the presence of God. We stand in the presence of God. We stand in the presence of God. And we can, because of Jesus, we can stand in the very presence of God without fear and trembling. We stand in God's love. And we rejoice. And we give thanks. And we say, God, have your way in my life. I think a scripture that I sent out this week from Ephesians, I keep forgetting what it was, Ephesians 4, 7. And my text message that I sent out had, had four simple things. I'll see if I can remember them. <laughs> Tell God what you need. Thank God for all He has done. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. So let's do that. Let me invite you. I invite you to stand if you're here in the room, if you're online. Maybe you need to get on your knees as we pray together. We're going to sing. And as we sing, let's pray together. Tell God what you need. Have you been ignoring messages that God may have been sending to you? I remember a time in my life when I, 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 I'm very convinced that God may have sent angels to me. can't prove it. It can't disprove it. Therefore, it's a theory. (laughs) God does care for us. Have you confessed your sin before God? Have you said, Lord, I know I've been rebelling against the way you want me to live, and I'm sorry. I want to live with your power. I want to have that confidence that Gabriel had just standing in your presence. Let me be your servant, too. Let's pray together as we sing. The altar area is open to come and pray. If you want to just come and kneel before the Lord in prayer. Folks will be at the prayer stations if you want someone to pray with you. If you're online, there are folks that are available to do that with you as well. Let's worship the Lord. Can't go back to the beginning. Control what tomorrow will bring. 
God, we thank you that you've never left us. You've never forsaken us. You're the Father who always welcomes us back. Lord, we hear your message today from your messenger. Lord, our response, we want our response to be today, Lord, that we will be different than when we came in. That we would purpose in our hearts to listen for you, to listen for your voice. And for the things that you might tell us, for the news that you might bring us, for the things that you might encourage us to do for your kingdom. Lord, we thank you that you're always with us, no matter where we go. Lord, we thank you for calling us. Lord, go with us from this place today with your Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue to worship here for a few minutes. The altar is still open for prayer. Folks are still at the prayer stations. There, there are people online that can still pray with you. When you need to go, you can go. We're going to continue to worship. God bless you. Have a great week.